Hey guys, what's up? My name's Ines. I write kissing books and today I'm having a bit of a breakdown because I think my hero is cheating on me with the city. Let me break it down for you. Do you know the term anthropomorphizing? Can you spell it? <laughs> Imagine how many times I had to spell it in this script. But I learned about it during my time working at National Geographic Television's Explorer television show when I worked with the blue chip documentary producers. That's where I learned this term anthropomorphizing. Say it with me three times. <laughs> anthropomorphizing is when we attribute human characteristics, emotions, or behaviors to non-human identities, such as animals, objects, or even natural phenomena. This can be anything from assuming a cat feels guilty for knocking over a vase to giving a storm a personality by saying it's angry. It's a common technique in storytelling and art to create relatable, engaging narratives, especially in animations, children's literature, and even how we relate to our pets or objects around us. It helps to bridge the gap between the human and non-human making the latter more understandable or emotionally resonate with us. This is done time and time again in wildlife documentaries where we name the animals we're filming and interpret their banal looks as complex emotions that they're not likely capable of having. But in fantasy and superhero fiction, we take this further than animal behavior. We attribute these characteristics to a whole friggin' city. I first noticed this when I sat down with my family to watch the television show Arrow and every other word out of Stephen Amell's mouth was how he had to save his beloved city. I started to feel like a voyeur, honestly. Heroes like Batman and Superman through their deep connections and interactions with Gotham City and Metropolis respectively also contribute to this anthropomorphization of these cities. Gotham City, protected by Batman, often reflects the darker aspects of human nature, embodying themes of corruption, crime, and redemption. Batman, being a human without superpowers, uses his intellect, physical prowess, and vast resources to combat these issues. His deep personal connection to Gotham stems from the tragic loss of his parents in a deserted alleyway. This further personifies Gotham City for him. Gotham becomes a character in its own right with its dark, brooding atmosphere and its resilience in the face of adversity mirroring Batman's own characteristics. The city's architecture with its Gothic and Art Deco influences adds to this personification, creating a visual representation of its complex personality. Contrastingly, Metropolis, under the watch of Superman, is often portrayed as a shining example of progress and human achievement. Superman, an alien with extraordinary powers, represents hope, justice, and the ideal of what humanity can aspire to. Metropolis, with its skyscrapers reaching towards a blue sky, embodies these ideals and is often bathed in sunlight, contrasting Gotham's perpetual darkness. The city's name itself, derived from the Greek word for mother city, connotes a nurturing environment, further humanizing it as a place of growth and protection under Superman's care.
Both superheroes, through their actions and the narratives around them, endow their respective cities with human-like qualities. These cities react to the presence of their protectors, almost as if they are in a symbiotic relationship. When the hero is triumphant, the city seems brighter, safer, more vibrant. In times of crisis, or when the hero falters, the city appears to suffer alongside them with increased crime rates, corruption, and a palpable sense of danger and fear amongst the inhabitants. Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, has a profound connection with New York City. The city is more than just a backdrop for his adventures. It's a living, breathing character that reflects the diversity, resilience, and challenges of urban life. Spider-Man's intimate knowledge of the city, from its towering skyscrapers to its dark alleys, and his interactions with its citizens, from everyday people to villains, imbue New York with a vibrant personality. The city's response to Spider-Man's presence, whether it's cheering him on or vilifying him through media like the Daily Bugle, shows a dynamic relationship that highlights the city's multifaceted characters. Also in New York City, Daredevil, or Matt Murdock, is deeply tied to the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood of New York City. Despite the gentrification of the real Hell's Kitchen in the Marvel Universe, it remains a gritty, tough neighborhood plagued by crime and corruption, reflecting the darker aspects of urban life. Daredevil's commitment to protecting Hell's Kitchen, combined with his personal connections and legal work within the community, personifies the neighborhood, giving it a resilience and spirit that mirrors Daredevil's own. Though not a city, the fictional nation of Wakanda is intrinsically linked to the Black Panther or T'Challa. Wakanda is a unique blend of futuristic technology and traditional African culture, reflecting the character of the Black Panther himself. As king and protector, T'Challa's identity is deeply intertwined with Wakanda's prosperity, culture, and global position. Wakanda's portrayal as a powerful, sovereign nation challenges stereotypes and embodies ideals of self-determination and innovation, making it a character in its own right within the narrative. And then we hit full circle back to uh, Star City with the Arrow or Oliver Queen. He has a complex relationship with Star City, much like Batman with Gotham. Arrow fights not just physical crime, but also battles against social injustice corruption, and the disparities between the wealthy and the poor. Star City, with its contrasting affluent neighborhoods and crime-ridden areas, reflect the social themes that the Arrow tackles. The city's evolution often parallels Oliver's own journey, making it a living entity that grows and changes with its hero. These superheroes, through their deep ties and interactions with their respective cities or territories, create environments that are much more than mere settings. They're places with their own identities, challenges, and stories shaped by and shaping the heroes who protect them. These cities become reflections of the heroes themselves and vice versa, creating a dynamic interplay between character and setting that enriches the narrative. The anthropomorphization <laughs> makes the cities integral characters in these stories, contributing to the depth and emotional resonance of the tales being told. 
Anthropomorphizing a setting can add emotional resonance to a story, making the environment a character in its own right. Here are some strategies and considerations for authors looking to bring their settings to life. Number one, give the setting emotional qualities. Assign emotions and moods to your setting based on the events or the general atmosphere you want to convey. For example, a forest could be serene and whispering with secrets on a calm day, but it could then turn menacing and whisper harsh judgments during a storm. These emotional qualities make the setting resonate with readers on a deeper level. Number two, use descriptive sensory details. Engage all five senses to describe the setting, not just the visual aspects, the sound of a city, the smell of a meadow, the taste of the air after rain, the feel of the cobblestone streets, or the warmth of a small town sun can all bring a setting to life. Sensory details can make a place feel lived in and real. Number three, allow the setting to impact the plot or character's decision in significant ways. A mountain might actively challenge climbers with its treacherous paths, or a city might seem to conspire against a character by way of its labyrinthine alleys and unpredictable weather. When the setting influences the plot, it becomes an active participant in the story. Number four, personify elements of the setting. Give human characteristics to parts of the setting. For example, a building might glare down on the characters or a forest could embrace them as they enter. This technique makes the setting feel alive and capable of interacting with the characters. Number five, reflect character emotions. The setting can mirror the internal states of characters, creating an external manifestation of their feelings. A tumultuous sea might reflect a character's turmoil, while a bustling, vibrant market could echo a character's sense of wonder and curiosity. Number six, develop a backstory for the setting. Just like characters, settings with rich history feel more alive. Consider the past events that have shaped the setting, the people who have lived there, and how their stories have left marks on the place. This backstory can add layers of depth to the setting, making it feel like a character with its own life story. Number seven, use symbolism. Assign symbolic meanings to aspects of the setting to deepen its connection with the story's theme or characters. A decaying mansion might symbolize the decline of the family that lives there, or a lone tree surviving in a desert could represent hope. Number eight, engage characters with the setting. Show characters interacting with the setting in personal ways. A character might have a favorite spot that's under refuge, or there might be a part of the city they're afraid to venture into. These interactions can lend the setting personal significance and emotional weight. Number nine, incorporate cultural or social elements. The setting can reflect the cultural or social dynamics of the world that you're building. The way buildings are constructed, the layout of a town, or the natural features of a landscape can all speak to the history, the values, and the conflict of the people who inhabit your world. And finally, number 10, evolve the setting. Allow the setting to change over time, responding to the events of the story and or the actions of characters. A war-torn land might slowly heal, or a bustling city might decay. 
change in the setting can parallel the growth or decline of your characters, reinforcing the setting's role as a dynamic entity in the story. By treating your setting with the same care and detail as you would a character, you can create a rich, immersive world that captivates readers and enhances the emotional impact of your story. Want a more in-depth exploration of pacing? You can try out my patient or pacing course, How to Write a Binge-Worthy Novel in 21 Days at AnnesWrites.com forward slash PTP for patient or pacing. You can also read more breakdowns and chat with others on my free Substack at AnnesWrites.Substack.com. In the meantime, you guys go get them words and me, I'll try to keep it together until the next time that we break it down. I'll see you then. Bye.